Hello and welcome to this episode of Tour Ireland Outdoors podcast. In this episode, we caught up with Nikki Elliott of Walk It Off NI. Nikki has got some brilliant tours going on and one that she asked us to highlight in particular is the Hidden Huntley, a unique walking and gourmet food tour. So the links to uh, Nikki's website and her social medias and uh, this particular tour are all in the description for this podcast uh, or in the bio Um, and as ever if you have any trouble finding anything just give us a shout via the facebook or instagram pages so without further ado nikki elliott walk it off and i enjoy hi Welcome everybody to the Tour Ireland Outdoor Podcast. We're here today with Nikki Elliott from Walk It Off NI, based based in Belfast, is that correct Nikki? Uh, and surrounding areas. And uh, pleased to have you here this morning. Thanks so much Philip. Hi, my name's, as you said, Nikki Elliott. I run Walk It Off NI, which is um, a small group, unique walking tour uh, experience. I launched my first experience at the end of um 2018 with a view to starting off in 2019 and then the global pandemic happened so uh life changed immeasurably for all of us i think um but during lockdown i spent a lot of time developing my website and getting a booking system up and running and honing lots of social media skills um but we also completely pivoted the experience to make it extremely small group so that we could be socially distanced. When we could open, it was 100% outdoors. So while the cafes were open with outdoor seating, we could still continue. So we managed to run about 10 small tours uh, during the open time, which was wonderful and got superb feedback and everybody had great time and connecting people with the Lagan Valley and the area of outstanding natural beauty that is the Lagan Valley. And people really don't know about that. So. I'm quite um, evangelic about it all because it's so amazing. Um, yeah, so it's it's been awful, but good. And we're hoping for a really good end of year and 2022. It's good to be positive, isn't it? Like you have to have an you outlook. Have to. Yeah, it's coming to an end. It's going to end soon, this whole pandemic. Uh, it is positive at the minute, isn't it? I, I feel like get positive vibes yeah. from everybody now. It's incremental, isn't it? Because yeah. you're there's kind of a guilt with being positive, I think, because of the horrors that have happened. You're kind of going, and also you're seeing the rest of the world and you're looking at that and going, there by the grace of whatever, go I. Um, and yeah, and how lucky we are to be in a first world country. I know. And then with our with our vaccine rollout going so well, it's... Yeah, yeah. They've us, done that brilliant. Yeah, thing. the NHS are, the NHS are something special, aren't they? And I've had my first one. And the, and the other thing is to also um, to look after your clients also by having the vaccination and, and being making people aware. And uh, the good to go certificate is really useful. Um, it promotes to the rest of the public and the tourist industry that you've taken proper risk assessments and things. I mean, we would have when we get to Antonio. So so my my experience, Hidden Huntley, um, starts at Sir Thomas and Lady Dixon Park, which is a public park owned, given to the people of Belfast, for the greater good of the people of Belfast from Lady Dixon, who was married to Sir Thomas Dixon. 
I talk a little bit about the history of the place. I talk about the fertility of the soil and it's important to the linen industry um, because the house that we then go to on the Hidden Humpy Experience is a linen house. Um, and the lady there runs an organic walled garden and we get lunch in the wall outside in the walled garden in her place, which is absolutely beautiful. Is that so is that Hudding, Huddington House? Is it? Very is lovely. It? Is a Huddington house is, is a Huddington house you call it? It's Huntley. Huntley it's house. Actually, she's during lockdown. She's rebranded, so she took the name Hidden Huntley from my little tour because she liked it so much, and she's now rebranded as, a, as an outdoor venue. Yeah. And she has she has spaces indoors as well, but the house itself is not for rent because that's her home. That's her home. So um, she used to run an Airbnb, but she's pivoted. Uh, as have we all, I think, in some way or other. She she does uh, she does boutique weddings. Am I, am I right? Well, I think it's very much up to her because she looks after her mum. So it's okay. very personal. It's very much a bespoke. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's a personal decision that she makes. She's had photo shoots which go very well. She's had the odd film shoot. Um, she has had a wedding, I think, and you know, celebratory parties, things like that. I had I had seen that the two of you were working in collaboration. So it's always good yeah, to see yeah. industry work. No, together. and I think that's very important as well to just I mean I just I went for a coffee there after I'd been on a tourism event and I said, Oh my goodness, we have to do something. This place is incredible. Um and so we started up the Hidden Huntley walking experience together. And um, it's going really, really well, and it's great. Yeah. So I want to collaborate. I have a an experience with Crafty Hound okay. as well, but we didn't manage to run that because all the pubs and bars have been closed. Has been a problem. So that will start up again soon, hopefully. And oh, I mean, the whole of lockdown, I've been walking every single day. I've been walking, so I've been discovering more and more and more, and peeling back the layers of the area, which is lovely. I, I think that's across the board. Even people outside the are. Our industry have been doing that, have discovering their local area even more yeah, important. Yeah, it's amazing. And and when you're when you're limited to your five k or your ten k or your ten miles, um, you just have to do that. And actually, I think it's given people a better sense of place, you know, because they suddenly know where they are. And and obviously, neighbors. You if you're walking every day, you'll see neighbors and. The one thing we have done during COVID is make eye contact with people, which we probably wouldn't have done before and say hello, because we know that everybody else is in the same storm we're in, just like, as the phrase goes, in different boats. Yeah, different boats. Um, You touched on the linen industry. That's that's quite bigger, traditionally around Lisbon, isn't it? Yeah, it's massive. It was a mass. I mean, Belfast was the centre of all linen at one stage. It was a global business. A global industry and um yeah it's super we've got the linen museum in lisbon and we've got the lag and navigation which would have taken the um equipment and things from belfast all the way to loch Ness yeah. until like 1958 it was around it's a real shame it's not still there because i can just imagine you know walking along the canal from here to the loch Ness. it would have been a lovely walk where i live is just outside Castle Wallen and the estate house there and the estate was built on profits primarily That's from the Ansley estate, Ansley that, estate yeah. Yeah. yeah from the yeah you'd be amazed how many of those big houses around the country you know there's thousand acre places yes were um involved with linen or um 
Lady Dixon, St. Thomas and Lady Dixon, it was a rope, he was involved with a rope works. So that okay. all ties in with the shipbuilding and the linen industry. So yeah, it's quite, it's very interesting. Yeah. No, and it's I... nice connecting people with that, you know, because they don't really think about it. Uh, but I have, I have also noticed that um, there's been a big uptick in, in people visiting areas of the park that is not the play park. You know, in the past, you would have taken your kids there, you take them to the play park, they've had an ice cream in the play park. You've gone to the cafe and then gone home. Whereas now they are, you know, kids are having picnics in the trees. They've discovered there's an area in the park, which we would call, um, since my daughter was small, we called it the faraway tree. Okay. Because it's just this area of like hundreds and hundreds of year old trees just that are absolutely beautiful, have lovely climbing um, branches. Um, But you see lots of kids in there now having picnics and playing. It's really good to see. It's really good to see people developing that side of their children in a way that maybe they didn't before. Yeah, there was a kind of generation that lost play, didn't they? Yeah, um, it was shopping. You know, they were sold a story. You're sold a story that you need this and you need that and you need the other thing. Yeah. And so entertainment of a weekend was going shopping. And I think a lot of people have gone, actually, I can do all that online. I'd rather go to the park. <laughs> That's it. Online does free up a lot of time, doesn't it? Although really we, does. We, we do always try to promote shopping local as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think the days of the big high street supermarkets or high street retailers is is changing. It's going to be different. Yeah. I mean, if you look at what Paris is doing, it's like that fifteen minute city. I just think that's incredible. What a fantastic idea! I'm, I'm... Incredible. So they're saying that um, if you have all the amenities within fifteen minutes, you know your basic amenities within fifteen minutes, you're not going to need a car. No, you're just going to walk. Are yeah. you going to get your bike out? Are you going to get your electric scooter? Um, and that's the way it should be because then air quality improves and the side effect is public health. So you're not going to need your massive national health if people are fit and healthy and outdoors. Whereas Belfast, we take 15 minutes to go on street. Never. <gasps> yeah, there was such opportunity at the start to change things. But there's still an awareness that there wasn't before. You know, it's it's still possible i think maybe it has to be made by the people for the people almost and then the government will follow on change the culture i remember i was in london at at the time when the congestion charge came in um just to promote the bikes and it just transformed the the city center like um yeah it was amazing it was amazing and it's not it's not difficult and also the the council earns money off that so not, not, it's nothing. kind of a win-win and the fact that pre-mark that whole street was closed when pre-mark was burnt down yes and people loved it and they used it and then they went oh no we got to open the road and they couldn't think of an alternative <laughs> um yeah but yeah no it's great it's different it's hard you know it's hard to be in our industry yes but then I think it's hard for a lot of people. So yeah. you just have to look at the bigger picture and go, uh, we'll get through this like we did before and notice all the small things that are wonderful and still have. And we're still in Ireland, you know, it's class. <laughs> That's we're it. So lucky. <laughs> we always have that too, don't we? <laughs> to come back yeah. on. So tell me if you were taking us on, on a tour or a walk right now, what would be your, your go-to? So, so, so I'll talk about Hidden Huntley because it's the one that, um, People might have seen because UTV Life did a piece over lockdown about just about Huntley, the house, um, and it was snowing. 
Nice. It looked amazing, you know, because it was in February and you're going to, and this garden is an organic garden. And you think with a garden, you want lots of lovely plants in the garden. There weren't any, but we had snow, so it looked absolutely stunning. And then I got to talk just for a few seconds about the Lagan Valley area. And that was great. Um, and that's so people might be more aware of Hidden Huntley than the other experiences that I run. Um, so we would meet at Lady Dixon Park. Um, it's small group, so it's very convivial. It's I will guide you and I'll tell you stuff, but it's all it's as much about you guys connecting with each other. Yes. So that's that's the you know it's it's more of a it's kind of a moving conversation. Yeah. You know the way. So you so I get memories of people because I've been walking quite a lot of people from here and quite a lot of people who would maybe also be traveling the world and couldn't. Yes. You know, people have been discovering it uh, like a foreign country, but also people have been rediscovering it as a place they went during their childhood. So I've learned I've learned things about the park from the people I've walked with, which is lovely. But I still seem to be able to take those people on to parts of the park they have never been before. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And we talk about, you know, I saw woodpeckers there last year, nesting woodpeckers and juvenile woodpeckers. I'd never seen that in my life before. And I'm not a birder, but it was just there's, something really special. There's there's a, an increase right across the island, um, and I think in Britain too, of woodpeckers this Brilliant. this year. Yeah. Yeah. And owls. There were owls nesting in, in Lady Dixon Park. You know, you okay. don't imagine a public park to have the wildness that a national say a national trust park would have yes. but it does and it's free to the public uh, and i love that it's uh you know there are only eight gardeners that do that whole hunt was 140 acres yeah i always think that's so, going to be a great career you know pardon? to be a garden i always think that's going to be a great career to be a gardener in one of those parks where all you do is i think in the national little... trust it might be but in lady dixon there's only eight of them you know that's an heck of a lot of work for them all to do and the roses they've just been preparing all the roses as well so in about a month's time we'll have phenomenal roses in that park yeah. again um which is you know world world leading as well it's something very special about the park um lady dixon they were planted the year before she died actually the first rose trials were the year after she died so it was obviously something that she thought was very important and very unusual it's not something you imagine in a public park um, and they have a weekend every year. So I would walk people through the park off the beaten track. We talk a little bit about nature. We talk a bit about the linen industry, the house, the family, um, the greater area through the ages, um, yeah. because it was the Stuarts that owned this like 3000 acres in this area in the 1700s. And then that was, you know, passed on, given over to the next lot. Um, and there's still remnants of a, of the Stuart house underneath the Wilmot house. I haven't been able to dig under though. They won't let me. Yeah, they won't let you not. I want to do some archaeology of my own. Go there after night with a bit of a digger. I'll be grand. There you go. <laughs> um, and then we pro progress along um, to Antonia's, which is Huntley, Hidden Huntley. And we walk around. She's got five acres there. We walk around the garden. As she comes and joins us, we have a chat, we have some lunch. Um, she talks a little bit about the family. She'll she'll answer your questions. You know, it's very relaxed. If you're particular. I've seen I've seen the Instagram with the scones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So that was um, there was a shoot over the over the summer. Actually, I don't know whether do you know Explorer Fifty Four? I'm not sure if you know them, Martina and Trevor. No. No, they rent out. They've been renting out ordinary tents 
before and they bought bell tents, beautiful canvas bell tents, and nice. they got a stretch tent this year. So they were having a launch and they had it in the grounds of Huntley. Okay. And I was having photographs taken for something else. So we were all socially distanced and it was just other stuff that was happening. It was a small group of us. But Antonia's sister is a chef and she made uh, an afternoon tea. Okay. Which And the sun shone and the tents were there and everything was dressed. And then a friend, um, Susie Floristina, came and did floral displays from, from the garden, using the plants from the garden, you know, just wildflowers, just these massive, gorgeous displays. And they had it set out like a wedding. And it just was fantastic. And at the end, we got to eat the cakes, which was very nice. Yes. <laughs> Always an advantage. Yeah, no, I timed it perfectly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Timing is everything, isn't it? I, I totally <laughs> was. Totally <laughs> was. Yeah. So it was a really good day. So well, yeah. the, need, the need to be tried and tested as well, of course. These cakes. No, absolutely. If I'm going to sell something or yes. talk about it, I need to know what it tastes like. Yeah, exactly. So for sure. I feel I'm absolutely sure that I can recommend to um, Julia Shirley's Food for Feast. Gourmet Feast is her name <laughs> of her company, and it's fabulous as well. So there's all these lovely local businesses that I'm meeting and learning about yes. just by virtue of what I do. Um, and that's very important because I think certainly towards Lisburn, we know quite a lot about Belfast businesses. We really don't know much about um, the Lagan Valley and Lisburn area. And there's a lot of talent and a lot of interesting stuff going on. And then, of um, course, now you have the opening of the Hillsborough Castle and Gardens there. Absolutely. So, so situation-wise, we're like 15 minutes from Hillsborough Castle and 10 minutes from the Titanic here. So if you're coming to Belfast, it's a great place to come and spend, you know, a couple of hours walking around this area. Um, Nikki, can I ask something? Yes. Can you hear me okay? Um, I was going to say, do you have a coffee recommendation for Lisburn? For Lisburn, well, there's yeah. quite a few. Actually, just on the road from me, we have there's been a there's been an an expansion of coffee carts recently. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, because of <laughs> the fact we're all living outside. But there's a lovely little place just come to Drumbeg Car Park called Coop Coffee C O O P, and it's a little pink. It's one of the tiny caravans, and it's painted pink, and it's lovely. But also, it's not Lisburn, but Minneburn, lovely Martin at Minneburn, Piccolo Mondo. That's another place I would get a lovely coffee from. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're, the places I recommend are mainly on my walks because I don't, I haven't been really going into towns. <laughs> I've noted those down. You know, I've been, very much. <laughs> it's very strange. It's very rare. I very rarely go into towns anymore. Yeah. Do shopping online, go to the supermarket yeah. and uh, yeah, walk. I, I do I do tend I could go into well I, I don't know if you call Castle or Newcastle t- towns as such but we would go into them just our local villages yeah. and towns. Where's your favourite coffee place in? Uh, We've, got here. Here. <laughs> We've got a few here. We've got a few. You got is, loads. I know that's well, what is it. There's it's, like it's some vanilla, secret. It's yeah. Nicky's. Well, that they're good restaurants, you know. But the in terms of like if you're a coffee yeah. buff, there's Primal Coffee. On the Castle Round Road, he's a secret hidden. Yeah, secret. he's a, he's one we keep hidden. We keep him yeah. hidden. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, Birch in Castle Wild is fantastic. All right, I'll not tell anybody. <laughs> I might have to go and try. <laughs> Birch is good in the main street in Castle Wild. Where else? Birch, is really? Birch mm-hmm. yeah, in Castle Wild. 
It's really the only. I, there's one in Newcastle Railway Street. Really, you got proper proper coffee. Yeah, he's he he spent a, he's he spent a lot of time in Melbourne, and has brought back a lot of the Melbourne influence into his coffee shop there. So lovely. Can I can I bring it back to your 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 business here and just the name Walk It Off? Where where did it where did that come from? Well, I started off uh, as a people walker. Basically, I would walk beside you at your pace, your place, your time. Um, I realized that there was a, a loneliness epidemic and that people were lacking social connection. And so I started off, that's how the business started. And then I decided that everybody likes a, a, a nice bun or a drink or a, or a cake at the end of everything. So I right. thought, and because we have so many wonderful businesses, I thought, you know, it'd be really nice to do something with a little bit of guidance, a little bit of information about the area for people who are, you know, I've had people that are are old to the area. They're not even new to the area and they're learning things, but they're also teaching me things about the area. So the conviviality and the conversational side of that was really important too. So I could sort of brought in the people walking into the experience. And that's that's where that's why we've got to here. So it's really good. Uh, and then post all this COVID, this is going to go yeah, very yeah. soon. So, um, what where, where's walk it off going to? What direction is walk it off going? Are you going to keep on the same road or? Um. Well, yes, probably. Uh, I'll obviously I'm going to do more. I want to get. I'd like to get a stable of experiences that are very similar in their ethos. Yes. So local. Uh, familial um, producers of food or drink or whatever um, but involving walking in it because obviously the other thing that started me being a people walker was the um, the awful statistics about sedentary behavior especially in Northern Ireland the fact that type 2 diabetes went up by 67 percent in 10 years I mean that's just oh. barking it's nuts yeah. so it's kind of walking by self if I get people out walking and they realize they can do a walk like that and they they're discovering the area. I mean, I've seen several people that have come on my walks. I see them again, you know, and they're going, you know, I hadn't been here in years and now I come here all the time. Yeah. So it's that building up that reputation of the place and building up people's trust in the place to actually come back and use it again and, and get out there. There was one thing I was going to, you mentioned Lag and Valley. Yeah. And to be honest, I only knew Lagan Valley as like the I knew hospital there was a, the hospital or the shopping centre. <laughs> I didn't. Is that you where might you hear grew about up? it at the moment? <laughs> but is that where you is that where you grew up going to those parks? I was born in Lambeg, and then which is just on the edge of Lisbon, between Lisbon and Drum, is, Drumbeg, is that, is where I live now. Is that where the drum came from? Pardon? Is that where the drum came from? The Lambeg drum. Apparently so. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but I lived in England. My dad worked in London when I was little. So I went over there when I was six to about, no, three to about six. And then we came back and then um, it was during the Troubles. So he had been, the, the guy, it was um, civil service. So he'd been paid to come back here. He'd got to, you know, they, they relocate you. And when he got here, he, he heard what was going on. He's like, can I relocate back to Essex, please? And they went, <laughs> forget it. So mom and dad um, bought a house in the middle of nowhere, away from everywhere, basically. Yeah. So we lived in the, it, it wasn't the end of the world, but you could probably see it from there, between Portadown and Lurgan. 
Oh, yes. in a lovely big old rambling house that had no heating and was ice in the inside of the windows and a couple of acres of land and dogs and cats and stuff so that was my childhood so I think and then I worked in the city in London for 11 years I was an underwriter in Lloyd's okay in the Lloyd's building so it was a very different life very nice. fast um paced um and my husband was a banker when I met him and became a pilot Okay. We trained as a pilot, so that's, that's um, first for me. after September the 11th, we ended up coming back to Ireland, okay, to Dublin for his first job after September the 11th, and then I became pregnant, and I said I want to go home, <laughs> and came back here then. So yeah, it's it's a it's a circle, you know, back to where I came from almost. It's Brilliant. yeah, that's where you, the Lagan Valley, you like um, what specifically gives you that passion for Lagan Valley? well it's absolutely beautiful it's an area of outstanding natural beauty it has lots and lots of deciduous trees it has all that history that i knew nothing about well i kind of vaguely knew bits of it when i was a kid um and it's kind of unexplored but it's so close to belfast i mean you're literally three miles from the center of belfast can, here. can, can you follow the lagging from lisburn into belfast yeah yeah you can yeah you can walk you can walk all the way so you start at the island art center and there's actually one of the old locks at the Island Art Centre from the old lag and navigation. You can walk all the way up there through um, past the back of Old Warren, um, past the back of Drumbo Dogs Track, all the way along the river as far as Lady Dixon. And then you can either go up through Lady Dixon Park and down through Mary Peters and back to the river that way, which is a lovely walk. Or you can walk um, from Drumbeg you can continue along the lagon basically um all the way to strand millis belfast all the way and you take, just keep going go into the botanic gardens and take them in as well yeah botanic gardens you could do ormo all the way along to the titanic building i wasn't sure so whether you could walk it because sometimes we have issues with private lands in, in northern ireland so yeah oh yeah we do don't we yeah <laughs> So I wasn't sure if, if well. there was public access all along. I know, I know our coastline. We have public access all along our coastline, but I wasn't sure along the river, especially. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's really really lovely, and um, I haven't done the Portadown, but Portadown has a new walk, doesn't it? Portadown Scarva. Yeah. There's a big long canal walk there as well. In 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 the Republic of Ireland, they've announced in the last few months to invest in heavily in, in greenways. For cyclists and walking, and you know, mm -hmm. they, they see a value. Oh, we should be doing. Yeah, they, they 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 do. They see a value in in the outdoor recreation. Public health. Yeah, <laughs> a value in public health. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not rocket science. It's really not rocket science. It is a magic pill to be but, outside. Yeah, but apart from it, it opens up, it opens up areas that. that hadn't got tourism before so uh, yeah yeah it, um small businesses yeah is it um one of my friends on one holiday it's not waterford yeah there's one there's a green the copper coast along water in waterford yeah there's the westport um westport yes i think greenway. that's where i was going to yeah say, that's actually. that's a very popular and apparently there are little coffee shops and things on yeah, there you that, know just sprung up that, uh, yeah, yeah, and those low traffic neighbourhoods in London have been really successful as well. Yeah, um, they have all the science. I don't know why they're not doing anything about it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, don't, I 
Yeah, try not to get frustrated. About it. No, I know. <laughs> you I can know. probably feel <laughs> just bubbling yeah. there. We just need to keep doing what we're doing yeah. and showing it off to people. And the more people realize, and I think there was a safety issue. Certainly there was a lady I met walking around the area I live in who was saying she'd never been into Lady Dixon Park. Yeah. It's an eight minute walk from here into the park and she'd never gone that way because she was anxious. Yes. So yeah. the more people there are, the less anxious people they are, the more safe it is, the more people will come. Yeah. It kind of... It's it's like we, I spoke a bit earlier with Tollymore on one side of me and, and Castlewell on the other and there's about, about six, seven kilometres between them and uh-huh. there's no linkage between them in terms of it's public crazy. access. So yeah. uh, other, than, other than obviously on roads and, and they're quite treacherous you wouldn't walk yeah young family no on it. no there are there are places bikes. i would love to take people as well but i won't put them on the road for more than about 15 yards 20 yards yeah. because i think it you yeah yeah it's just we're we'll get there i yes. have a friend though i have a friend who has who is german who lived here um while her kids were small and has now moved to holland and i said to her the other day you've got to come back because it's a little bit like Holland and Germany now because there's so many people out using the footpaths and things. So I'm quite excited for her to come back and see the difference, you yeah. know? I, I, and sometimes I think the mistake is people compare us here to like, why can't we like the Netherlands or Denmark or these countries? But they started in the 70s and 60s and 70s. So it's yeah. a step by step progression. You know, we're never going yeah. to, we're 50 years behind them. So. Yeah, we were left alone for a long time. Yeah. Nobody was interested. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we will. Yeah. We just keep need to keep doing our thing and keep Keep, banging on about it, basically, don't we? Keep positive, stay positive. Yeah, and we've got Sustrans as well, which is a great charity that does a lot of work with walking and cycling. So Yeah. And you've got Leave No Trace and you've got Outdoor NI. You've got quite a few now places to go. Yeah. And I love the Walk NI app. That's fantastic. That that website as well for people who want to go walking. They, they have developed it only recently. Well, they've invested money in it, and you know it's a good resource there. All right, to walk yeah, it off. Super. To walk NI, sorry, makes <laughs> Walk it off NI. Yeah. Just keep saying walk it off. Yeah, yeah, walk it off NI. Walk it off. So yeah. it's it's that thing, and we were talking about that early. So it's walk it off. You when you walk, you walk it off. You yes. just you know 15 10 15 minutes in suddenly the weight goes from your shoulders and you suddenly your vision gets broader yeah. i think yeah well, you touched on it earlier i always think a, a guide should should be as much your friend as as your eyes and ears and everything else you know so i i think it's especially a walking guide you gotta you gotta be, well definitely empathy has got to be a big part of you and you yeah you, a good listener good listener yeah yeah, exactly. We're Empathic. Che- we're cheap therapy. Listen. We're cheap therapy, aren't we? <laughs> I'm not a therapist, but I'm happy to listen. You <laughs> yes. know what I mean? What goes on tour stays on tour. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's absolutely what you want to be. You want to be there just, I don't know. It's it's uh, I, Companion is maybe not the right word, but it's that kind of thing. So it's that, that theory of walking beside people. So I don't know. I, I don't want to be one of those people with an umbrella with thirty people behind me. That's yeah. not the kind no. of thing I'm offering. It's much more personal, much more bespoke. And like you, it is that thing where you listen, 
and you share things and no tour is the same no you know you know yourself because the conversations can just go anywhere it's class Uh, and look people are people and people are different so you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that changes the tour and tour dynamic too as well and yeah uh, yeah have you ever had any really difficult ones no i wouldn't say difficult i would never say difficult (laughs) <laughs> and do you and do you have a lot of international business as well yes yeah yeah Both what are. would be your major would you would americans be your major market or and europeans and australians and yeah 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 all sorts yeah and what about local now are you getting more local uh, we do do uh, during the sort of shoulder the seasons as we call them we do do trips to like mm-hmm. ben nevis and karen the big mountains and places like that so that's when we get more local and then as yeah. we, we've been yeah. growing our tours on the Camino we get more that's more aimed at, uh, at a local market as well so brilliant yeah wonderful I'll have to come and do one of those yeah do I would yeah, really, no, I'd I'd really recommend anybody walking on any of the Camino trails if you if you do if you're first time on any you have to do the the French way the, the, which is the most popular Camino yeah. Francais and, and uh, Francais sorry even mixing my languages there Spanish yeah. yeah so it's the one the most sociable one it's the one with the most people and uh, yeah. we're, we're gonna argue about this now because oh, really? I you don't the agree? best one is the uh, whatever one I went on <laughs> is it the same one <laughs> I, I don't know. Did you go? Where did you fly into Tricastella? Or you go through Tricastella and you go into. Where do you fly into? You can, f- you can fly with. Via the lid? You can go from there, no? Well, see, so you can start from John's, uh, Sean. So St. Paul. Yeah, the port. The John the Peter port. <laughs> but uh, I, I've just done mostly been 100k blocks at, at a time, so. Oh, jeepers. Right. Yeah. hundred k is not <laughs> but there's 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 a few which are quite remote which mm-hmm. you will not meet maybe one maybe one or two people and you you wouldn't put the, the Camino Francais or the, in the Portuguese tend to have a lot more coffee coffee stops and stuff yeah know. that's what I want yeah civilization you kind of you, nice you, little you, glass of wine yeah. a coffee next something yeah. to eat next kind of the, the day starts the first kind of five mile AK you kind of and then you stop for your coffee and then lunchtime you might have a beer then by your uh-huh. afternoon stop you'll maybe have a glass of wine and then you get into the towns and but lovely to, but the hospital, hospitality yeah, I did the Inca Trail so I think that's you know I suppose I always have walked though because when I was in London I'd have done 40 minutes to an hour walking a day just part of my just normal day. day yeah and then I did the Inca Trail after I left London. And that was amazing. And it's so supposed it's, to be it's really sociable as well. It's supposed Pardon? to be really sociable as well. Is that the it's one? amazing. You yeah. go when you're acclimatized, don't you? I did have altitude sickness, though, so I missed out Lake Titicaca. Okay. Um, which was a shame. But, I, you know, I got um, Machu Picchu and stuff and the Sun Gate. And it's just astoundingly beautiful there. Pat- Patagonia is on my list. It's my and mine too. Yeah. Do you know what we did? Because my husband can't get more than two weeks at a time. Um, for his for my fiftieth, we went to Iceland. Oh, nice. Because 
we did the full circuit. We went in July, so that all the roads were open and we got a camper van and it was the most incredible country. And those vistas you see of Patagonia, the glaciers and things, you know, yeah. you get that there. Parts of it look like New Zealand, parts of it look like Ireland. Yeah. It's just so mixed and phenomenal. And I mean, the, the I, I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of pictures of the Faroe Islands on my Insta, Instagram feeds at the minute. So, Oh, the Faroe Islands? <laughs> yeah. oh, I, oh, I did sailing as well. I forget the things that I've done because I was on the Ocean Youth Club when I was a kid as well. And we did Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Germany, and we actually flew to Iceland and sailed back yeah. from Iceland and saw killer whales off the there's, there's a Stormer walk. Back. There's a walk I've been looking at. It's it's on. It's actually another pilgrim one, but it's it's the Saint Olaf way, and it's on the Finnish uh, archipelagos, and it's uh, it looks beautiful. I've only I've been talking to a guy up there for a while now, but yeah, things I've always seen. To Just come. do it. Life's too yeah. short. Um, the Finns are oh, was, that came out last week. The Finns are the happiest people in the world, apparently. Okay. Yeah, go be happy with the Finns. Yeah, Saint Olaf. <laughs> Saint Olaf, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, though, um, uh, but like we'll bring it back to the local park. It's just getting out, just get out and walk it off, isn't that it? Yeah, Maybe. absolutely. It's phenomenally good for you. You always feel great afterwards. It doesn't matter if it's pouring, if you have the right clothes, you've got a hairdryer, you've got a heater, you yeah. grand. So if someone's coming to you now next week, how do they book? They book online on my website, www.walkitoffni, available for booking. Um, yeah, so come and see me, come and walk with me, come and have fun. And, and we, we... enjoy our beautiful area. Very much. Thank you very much. All um, all Nikki's socials and 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 links will be on our bio at the bio of the podcast mm -hmm. yeah but, brilliant um, thank you very much nikki it's been a pleasure as always for me yeah but next no, time lovely, next time we are going to meet next time we are going to meet in person and we are going to have a coffee yeah. and, and try one of these cakes and these definitely scones. definitely yes that would be lovely brilliant thank you very much nikki yeah all right thanks so much for the opportunity guys thank you Thanks very much for joining us for this week's episode of Tour Ireland Outdoors podcast. And thanks again to Nikki as well for chatting to us about Walk It Off NI. If you've got any questions for Nikki or for Philip, then don't hesitate to look in the bio or the description for this podcast for the links there to social media pages where you can get in contact quite easily there um definitely worth checking out the hidden huntley tour um and nikki has left the link directly to the discover northern ireland website where it's just there so in the meantime folks have a lovely weekend week whatever you're doing whatever you're getting up to uh, we hope that you enjoy it stay safe and take care Bye-bye.